0: There's always something new under the sun. CBS Mornings, weekdays
1: on CBS. Yes, Ms. Tubbs. Uh, No problem. I'll call someone about the plumbing.
2: One of Beatrice's properties needs a new superintendent. Someone with handyman superpowers and a concierge alter ego. Does
1: anyone know any good electricians near Parkville?
2: Indeed can help her hire great people fast.
1: I need
3: Indeed.
2: Indeed you do. Instant Match instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your sponsored job description. Visit indeed.com slash credit and
0: get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to Allstate, where you can save just by being you. DriveWise in the Allstate mobile app gives you personalized driving feedback. And by adding it to your policy, you can save for driving safe just by being yourself. Allstate, here, better protection costs a whole lot less. You're in good hands with Allstate. Click, call, or visit allstate.com to save today. Not available in every state. Savings based on DriveWise and other safe driving discounts. Savings vary. Subject to terms and conditions. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. In Italy they're remembering a maritime disaster. Some of the survivors and relatives of
4: the 32 victims of the shipwreck of the Italian cruise liner Costa Concordia 10 years ago today have returned to the Tuscan island of Giglio to pay tribute to those who died and to thank the islanders for their efforts to save them on that night. A special mass is being held and then a wreath will be thrown into the sea where the ship hit the rocks. An evening torch-lit procession is also planned. Sabina Castelfranco, CBS News,
0: Rome. In Puerto Rico, just like Angelina Jolie and Billy Bob Thornton before them, Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly have sealed their love by drinking each other's blood. The couple's posted video of the actress double diamond and emerald custom ring after she said yes to the engagement question. She says they sat down under a banyan tree, asked for magic and drank up. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News.
4: Now an important message from Exergen. A critical new FDA study proves that the widely used non-contact thermometers are not accurate and have high probabilities for false negative readings. New COVID strands are on the rise and non-contact manufacturers are being irresponsible at a time when accuracy matters most. Accurate temperature measurements are essential. Don't wait. Switch to Exergen because they are accurate and backed by over 100 clinical studies. Be sure, be accurate with Exergen. Learn more at exergen.com. This is a metaphor for your business's journey. Sometimes it feels like you're going 100 miles an hour, barely keeping up. But to cruise through challenges, you need someone who's right there with you. That's what Dell Technologies Advisors do. They have the Windows PCs and tech advice you need to get past whatever's in front of you and get where you want to go. Call an advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL. A start to a simpler experience with Windows 11 Pro. Who Day? For the first time since 2015, the Cincinnati Bengals are in the playoffs. Listen in on Classic Hits 970 and 97.1 FM Saturday, January 15th as Joe Burrow and the Bengals take on the Las Vegas Raiders. Playoff football on WATH is brought to you locally by Snyder Strogeret Financial, The Laurels of Athens, Threefold Roasters, and State Farm Insurance Agency agent Shauna Stump. The Bengals are on the air, starting at 3 o'clock on WATH.
0: Serving part-time in the Army National Guard has led to a lot of firsts for me. It paid for me to be the first person in my family to go to school. That education got me to the first day at my dream job, which I can still hold while I serve part-time. That job and the home loan benefits I got from the Army National Guard helped me buy my first house. I also know that I will be one of the first to respond if my community ever needs me.
4: Sponsored by the Ohio Army National Guard. Aired by the Ohio Association of Broadcasters and this station.
0: At Ohio Health, you can see your doctor here, there, or anywhere. Whether it's in person.
1: Hi there, how are you feeling today?
0: Or at home. Hi there,
1: how are you doing?
0: At one of our 200 plus care sites across the state.
1: All right. let's take a look.
0: Or on your tablet, smartphone, or computer. So, when did this problem start? You'll feel good knowing Ohio Health provides the finest care anywhere. Schedule care today at ohiohealthcom care. Hi, I'm Kim, and this is Ruth. Please join us every Wednesday morning on 970 WATH to make it happen. It's the Kim and Ruth Show. Well, it's not, it's the, not Kim the Kim and Ruth Show. show. It's really. <laughs> Tune in to Make It Happen with Kim and Ruth every Wednesday morning at 10.06. And we'll spend time talking about health and wellness topics. And all aspects of healthy living. But we know that you're the real expert in your health, so let us help you make it happen. Wednesday morning at 970 WATH to Make It Happen. Are you a child care provider? Ever considered being a child care provider? Wanting to work from home and be your own boss? Athens County Child Care Unit can help you get started. Child care is essential to working families and the workforce shortage. Athens County is in desperate need of child care settings. Start your own business. Become a licensed family child care provider. Contact the Child Care Unit at Ohio Means Jobs, Athens County, 510 West Union Street, or by calling 740-797-1405.
2: Hi, it's Randy and Boots from the Auto Smarts Radio Network.
4: And why should you listen to our show on this station? Well, Boots is a man of many talents and has knowledge you won't believe. Just listen. Hey, Boots, what's your favorite thing to talk about? Cars. Rick Kasich was the lead singer of what band? The Cars. What was Gary Newman's biggest selling song? Cars. Who was the all-time leading scorer in Notre Dame basketball history? Car. That's right, Austin Carr. Anything you'd like to add? Cars, cars, cars. 57 Chevy. (laughs) That's Auto Smarts, Friday afternoons at 106 on 970
2: WATH and 97.1 FM. That's a 57 Chevy. Cars. Cars, cars,
1: cars. I-N-E-P-T. Inept Tech. Two, four, six, eight. Who do we
4: appreciate? Oysters, oysters. Raw, raw, raw.
2: Coach Turf, I know you and your staff have been busy this week preparing for another road game.
1: That's right. We are getting ready for another road ball game. We make all of our road trips in our 1937 Packard. And I did want to ask you, because you've been driving it around this week, how things been going in that rascal.
2: Well, Coach, I've been doing real well uh, except for the flat tire. We got that taken care of. I did want to know: uh, Are you supposed to put diesel fuel or kerosene in the gas tank?
1: Well, uh, you know, uh, regular old gasoline would run just fine in that thing, but that that rascal's uh, been had a little of everything in that fuel tank, and we found out that it'll run just fine on beer. Well,
2: that certainly seems like a waste to me, Coach. But nevertheless. <laughs> What about our road trip coming up
1: this week well that's right we are having another road ball game this week we're going clean to the beach because we play in seashore state over at their place and i do understand from our advanced scouts that they do have a real uh, tremendous home field advantage over there they got a little bit different surface that they play on understand that their field has got quite a bit of sand on it, and that makes uh, the footing real treacherous and a little sloppy sometimes over there
2: makes it difficult uh, preparing and practice i guess on your field to go to a different type of surface
1: well, that's right. You know, we got lots of surfaces that we play on. We got what you call your grass. We got what you call your dirt. We got what you call your asphalt. We don't have anything uh, resembling sand, and I do have a rule for my ballplayers. We don't play on it unless a horse eats it.
2: And I'll be back with Coach Turf right after this
4: message. And the Art Turf Show is proudly sponsored by Hot Fudge Sundays. Yeah? Yeah. With a little whipped cream, if you please.
2: Hmm. Coach Turf, the game this weekend will be the halfway point in your season. You're 0-4 going into the game with Seashore State.
1: That's awful nice of you to remind us.
2: And what have you got planned for uh, this uh, ball club coming up this weekend?
1: Well, you know, uh, we've played uh, four ball games so far this season. We've tried just about a little of everything, trying right things that haven't been going too right. You know, well, we, we tried new offenses. We tried new defenses. We tried new linebackers, and we tried substituting new quarterbacks in there. We tried bringing folks up from the Texas squad. We've tried just about a little of everything. So what we're going to do this week is try something what never has been tried before. You're
2: going to have an innovation this weekend.
1: Well, not only that, we're thinking up something original, something nobody's ever done before. What we're going to do is we're going to take all of our boys, what plays on the offensive side of the football, and we're going to move them over to defense. Then we're going to take everybody what plays on the defensive side of the football and let them play offense. So we figure we can't do no worse than what we've done already.
2: It'll be a little bit difficult for them to learn their assignments in this short a period, won't it?
1: Well, not any more difficult than it has been to learn what they're supposed to do original.
2: Coach Turf, it does seem like a rather drastic measure you're Doing this week, especially with a big conference game coming up next week.
1: Well, now wait a minute. We are not worried about next week. We playing these ball games one at a time. That's completely out of our minds. We worried about playing Seashore State on the road this week, and and of course in practice we done uh, flip flopped our defenses and our offenses and our offenses and our, offenses and our defense. Because everybody knows when you go to the beach you got to wear flip flops, and so this is our flip flop game plan. I N E P T, inept tech. Two,
4: four, six, eight. Who do we appreciate? Oysters,
0: oysters, raw, raw, raw.
2: In our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970
1: and 97.1 FM. WATH.
3: Well, I said it'd be cloudy, and it is. 31 degrees here at the station. Headed up to 42 today. Seems certainly warmer, doesn't it? Looking ahead though, on Sunday and Monday, the word S N O W appears. That's right, still. Not a lot. At least at present, they're not predicting a lot. That can change, and that's another reason you need to keep tuned to us uh, because we give you the weather up to date uh, often. We get it updated, oh, I guess four or five times a day. Anyway. And from uh, Spencer down at, um, help me out, Scott, Spencer at... Uh, Spencer Adkins yeah, but, at uh, StormTracker Channel 13. That's right, that's right. And uh, along
4: with Brian Hughes in the morning, Spencer Adkins in the afternoon and evenings.
3: And then, of course, we have other sources, too. Yes. All right, well, anyway, good morning, folks. Welcome. It's a, uh, let's see, today is uh, Thursday? It yeah, is. Yeah, Thursday. Yep. It is. Boy, this week has just flown by. Um, that's a good thing. Remember uh, Linda Phillips?
4: Uh, yes, I do. Linda and Guy?
3: Yeah. Yeah. I-, I didn't know Guy that well, but I knew Linda because we both were on the, uh, the uh, Arts, Parks, and Recreation Advisory Board for the city. For many years, actually. Um, Linda, I'll, I'll never forget. Um, I, th- this is funny to be talking about her email address is live for the weekend. Then at Gmail or somewhere. I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Living, Easy to remember. You live for the weekend, living for the weekend, something like to that effect. And that is stuck in my memory for years. And I, I didn't always subscribe to that, but now I do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Good morning, folks. January 13th. Yes, good morning. Good morning. And uh, let's see here. Someone pointed out to me that last Friday I didn't do Yabba Dabba Doo, so make sure I do tomorrow. Okay? Yep.
4: We I got one in last Friday. Did but you?
3: It, yeah, it was right when uh, the ID
4: was starting to play. Okay. So uh, we were closing out Friday, and and uh, I looked over and I said "Yabba Dabba Doo," but okay. it was already into
3: it about two or three seconds. I had several people as I went about uh, the weekend <laughs> pointing. Isn't that, that out. amazing? Yeah. How people do that? You forgot to say "Yabba Dabba
4: Doo." Yeah. yeah, it's like it uh, makes their week or completes the week and. Begins the weekend, but that's pretty right. cool. That people, I'm not sure it's all that, that monumental. Well, but I yeah, but yeah, I say that you know loosely, but anyway, they it's it's so cool that people notice that,
3: yeah,
4: and uh, they listen, they you know wait for it, never knowing when it may happen, or it may not happen. But if you remember, a few weeks ago, you did about three or four of them in a row, and I said, well, I think you're caught up for a couple weeks here now.
3: Well, I did it today. yabba dabba there it goes yeah, again. Yeah, well, you, you'll do it again tomorrow yeah. to make it official. I have to remember. All right. Today, January 13th. As I said, it's a Thursday. Uh, in terms of the National Day calendar, they, they say today is National Rubber Ducky Day. You have a rubber duck at home? No.
4: <laughs> you don't? I'm not going to say if I do anyway. Oh,
3: I well, don't.
4: yes, of course I do. Don't you? Of course. No, I don't. Just kidding. I've
3: got 10 of them. Wait a minute. Them. Now I don't know what to believe. I've got 10 of them. Okay. So not <laughs> singular. Mult- plural. Yeah. Okay. National Rubber Duckies <laughs> Day. It's, How many do you have? Um, I can think of One. Just it's, one? Then it, it's on a shelf down in the fun room, where where the
4: kids grew up. Uh, you know what? I actually think I do have one. That the, it's a cat toy, and my cat slaps around oh, every yeah. now
3: and then. Sure. All right, those things don't last in our house.
4: With the kitties or the
3: dogs? Both. <laughs> well, mostly the dogs. Yeah, they they play with them and shake them about, and then they'll. Get into a tug-of-war with them and stuff like that.
4: Hey, folks, I have to tell you, if, if if you could have seen Dave right now imitating the dog shaking, yeah, that cat toy or doggy toy, I mean, let me tell you, he was putting some theatrics in it.
3: Okay. <laughs> um, I think they can't imagine it. Yeah. All right. Let's see. National Rubber Ducky Day. It's National Sticker Day. Be it what it may, be it as it may. What I'm thinking of are like um, stickers you put on your car. But I guess they could be on other things too. I oh. guess I I got a copyright sticker on my computer, uh, my laptop. Oh yeah, a lot of a lot of people
4: put stickers on those, and yeah. kids love stickers too. They put love to put stickers on toys and people. Mm. <laughs> People,
3: <laughs> National Peach Melba Day. Yum! It's Korean American Day. And lastly, it's Stephen Foster Memorial Day. Stephen Foster. Oh, Stephen. Okay, I thought you um, were going to expand on that. Well, I'm. I'm. It is so. It's just on the edge of my mind. Right. I'm, yes. I'm trying to get it out. I've known that name so well over the years, and yet it's um, at my current uh, age, I can't remember it exactly. I,
4: I'm still looking here right yeah. now.
3: um uh, this. That's that. Now that's S T E P H E N. Right. Yeah. And. Uh... This
4: Internet is playing games with me right okay. now, so I'm I'm playing back. But here we go. Are you playing dominoes or what? No, I, I'm <laughs> trying to access information for, oh, 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 oh. for Stephen Foster Day. Okay. I mean, the Internet's like way Well, I can
3: go on and do something well, he, else. Here
4: we go. I'm ready. Okay. Uh, born in Lawrenceville, Pennsylvania, on July 4th, 1826, Stephen Foster became known as America's First composer, that's what I thought he was. Yeah. Uh, his catchy tune, uh, tunes based on minstrel songs are still known today. Uh, he was apparently penniless when he died at the age of 37. He wow. had an exclusive contract with Firth Pond and Company, but uh, had uh, nothing to show for that, but some of his... Best known works are, Oh Susanna, Camp Town Races, Old Folks at Home, My Old Kentucky Home, "Genie with the Light Brown Hair. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
3: all of those I could uh, hum a, a bar or two. Um, yeah, those are all familiar. Yeah. All right, well, Stephen Foster, Memorial Day. Yeah, passed on this
4: day, January 13th, 1864. So, there you have it. Why most likely with his passing on January 13th, which is, as you said, today.
3: Uh, Oh, he was born on July 4th. Yes. And then he died on this date in
4: what year? 1864. Okay. Right, during the uh, Civil
3: War. I get it now. Um... I guess we would be, I didn't bring this information in yesterday, but uh, I have the COVID stats and um, I know that we all kind of get tired of hearing them uh, or talking about it and yet it is certainly among the top things in our lives right now. So let me, let me pull a few out of the report that I do every day. We'll go backwards. We'll start with Athens and then Ohio and so on. Here in Athens, 52.4% of our population has been vaccinated. In Athens, uh, th- two days ago, we had one additional death, bringing the total now since it all began to 105 deaths in our county. We have had a total of 10,327 cases of COVID, again, since March 7, 2020. which when it was when it first appeared in our county. Yesterday alone, there were 339 new cases. Now, it's a little tricky sometimes, but I'm just going to add a comment here. Sometimes the reporting processes have a lag. So it'll make, um, rather than... Balancing them out. So like. Uh, four days ago. We had 506 cases. New. Three days ago. 111. See. Big shift. Yesterday. 150. And today. 339. Um, I can't really explain that. But to keeping track of all of this stuff at all levels, county, state, nation, and so on, um, has some complications to it. So sometimes there's a, a huge increase that doesn't necessarily reflect anything, but that the numbers finally got compiled. But anyway, 339 new cases yesterday. Now, we have um, 321 people being hospitalized in our county. That number's been pretty steady for a week now. That doesn't mean it's the same one. You could have one or two that left the hospital, and then one or two take their place. But 321 in the hospital. Now, our recovery, 84.7%. So, of the 10,327 cases we've had to date, 8,747 have recovered. How about the state of Ohio? Um, where the first case here was March 7th of 20, the first case in the state was March 1st of 20. Yesterday in the state of Ohio, there were 20,093 new cases. Um, but, 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 but cases okay active. So there's a total of three hundred and seventy-seven thousand new. I'm uh, no not new, active cases presently in the state of Ohio. I rounded that off three hundred and seventy-seven thousand. Now. According to my numbers, 11,626 of those are in an ICU unit. 89,145 are in regular hospital. And the difference between those two numbers and the active number, that means people recovering, I'm sorry, people dealing with it at home. So, by my count, you have about 290,000 recovering at home. Okay, let's move on. How many have recovered in the state of Ohio since it all began? 1,870,013. What's the vaccination rate in the state? Sixty point five percent, or seven million, seventy six thousand five hundred and eighty one have been vaccinated. Do you think uh, the way I give these is
4: well, Yeah, yeah. understandable.
3: Mean, if, yeah, if you keep if you
4: keep the consistency, you know, each day too like that when you're going one way or the other.
3: Yeah, I just want to make sure. Um, let's see here. Okay, so let's talk about our nation in the United States. By the way, here's a little stat I don't think I've thrown out before. So the world population, right? What, how much, what percentage of the world population do you think lives in our nation? in our nation
4: yeah. um 10% 4.2 i knew it wasn't many compared to the 100%
3: yeah there's um there's 7.9 billion people living in the world we have 332 million, uh, 333, I'll round it up. So that's uh, 4.23%. All right. Anyway, first case in the U.S., February 5th of twenty. Yesterday, there were 703... Thousand six hundred and forty eight new cases in the nation, Uh, bringing the total so far of U.S. residents that have had it thus far to sixty three million four hundred and forty nine. 1,564. That's 19% of our population has had COVID. What's the U.S. vaccination rate? 74.3%. Remember, Ohio was 60.5%.
4: Ohio? I thought you said 52%.
3: No, Athens. Athens Canada, was fifty-two.
4: 52. Okay. This so the vaccination rate is where the beginning of the vaccinations or fully vaccinated. That's seventy-four percent.
3: Yeah. They <clears throat> the way it's worded is has had at least one.
4: At least one. Okay. So they've at least started. But
3: okay. uh, you know, if someone is inclined to do one, they proceed on. They should. There is. Oh yeah.
4: Yeah. yeah. I, I've heard many people that stopped at one. Oh, I've not.
3: But anyway, maybe we must travel in different crowds. <laughs> must
4: be or read different
3: stats. Yeah. <laughs> oh well. Um. Let's see here. I got sidetracked. Uh, vaccinated. Okay, we did that. New deaths yesterday in the nation. 2553. Bringing the total now into uh, U.S. deaths, 864,271. How many are active cases right now? 19,900,000. Um, recoveries, 42,651,272. I think I'll stop at that point. Um, I do have a story kind of related to this that I brought in yesterday, but we didn't get to it. Um, Let's see here. What's the source of this? Well, it doesn't matter. The uh, headline reads, fourth dose of COVID-19 vaccine available for those with moderate or severe immunity issues. Starting this week, fourth doses will be given to people with immunocompromising diseases. It's a long word. Who received their booster 5 months ago. There needs to be 5 months separation is what I'm trying to say. Mhm. Yep. Now I got mine September 9th, my booster. October, November, December, January. You should be eligible. On February, um, February 9th, I would be eligible. If they think I have any form of immunocompromising
4: deficiency. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And it might be that age is one of those things. Could be. Yep. Now, my wife, with uh, some of her health issues, certainly would qualify. But, um, all right. Well, anyway.
4: Age is a normal processing factor of that immune system starting to de- degenerate a little bit, diminish.
3: Here. People who are considered immunocompromised include those being treated for cancer, organ transplant recipients, stem cell transplant recipients, people with conditions that affect their immune system, people with advanced or untreated HIV, and people getting high-dose corticosteroids or other drugs that suppress immune response. Um, The CDC said those who have questions about whether getting another dose is right for them should talk to their primary health care provider. So, a fourth dose. I had not heard about that yet. Until till yesterday. Okay, <clears throat> let's see. History. On this day, January 13th. But in the year 532, Nika... <clears throat> Riots begin in Constantinople. The revolt against Emperor Justinian I, prompted by chariot racing. What was that movie? It was a classic movie in the chariot races.
4: Oh, yeah. Was it... uh, I want to say Excalibur, but I don't think that's not it. No,
3: no, And there was a, a the the guy the late main actor was well known, except we can't name him at the moment. <laughs> I can see him. Yeah, yeah. I can hear the races because you know they, they they were racing in an oval. Is it Ben-Hur? Yes. There we go.
4: Charlton Heston. That's it. Is that it? Okay. Mm -hmm. Just came.
3: Good job. (laughs) All right. In the year 1785 on this date, John Walter publishes the first issue of The Times of London. Newspaper. In 1943, Adolf Hitler, on this date, declares total war. Total war against the Allies. Um, Holy cow. Yeah? I just got a text. Yes, I you didn't, did. didn't know anything about. I have to go to Columbus today.
4: Oh, good thing you got the text. Yeah.
3: Okay, um, that changes my day radically. I would say so, yes. Okay, let's see. Uh, so Adolf Hitler. Okay, next one. 1970 on this date. Colonel Odumegwu Odumegu of that, flees Biafra into exile, leaving his deputy, Philip Ifiong to surrender to the Nigerian army, officially ending the Nigerian Civil War. 1970, that was. 2000, Microsoft Chairman Bill Gates steps aside as chief executive and promotes company president Steve Ballmer, not Palmer, Balmer to the position. All right, here we come to the stuff I need your help with. Well, maybe not, given some of these pictures here.
4: All right, see what so, you can do.
3: Okay, so today is uh, someone I've always liked, Julia Louise Julia Louis-Dreyfus. I finally got that out. It's her 61st, 61st birthday. Give me this picture
4: yes she's cool yeah she was uh, on Seinfeld oh yeah for many many years Orlando funny, funny, Bloom
3: funny. Orlando Bloom is selling his s- selling
4: s- selling his birthday yeah. rights
3: how much do you want to order? how much are they worth
4: yeah what they are priceless on.
3: okay Orlando Bloom 45th birthday. Orlando Bloom. Uh, was he in? I I, I know the name, but I don't know why. Orlando Jonathan
4: Blanchard Copeland Bloom. Mercy. Yeah, is an English actor. He made his breakthrough okay. as the character Legolas. Hope I said that right in the Lord of the Rings film series, a role he rep- reprised in The Hobbit. Film series.
3: All all four of our people today are living. Liam Hemsworth. um, Celebrating his thirty-second birthday.
4: Liam Hemsworth is an Australian actor. He played the roles of Josh Taylor in the soap operas Neighbours and Marcus in the children's
3: TV series The Elephant Princess. And the last one is Patrick Dempsey celebrating his 56th birthday, and I'm betting he's a showbizzer, too. Yep, I think he was in Dallas, if I remember right.
4: Patrick Galen Dempsey is an American actor and race car driver, and I'm thinking of another Dempsey. Okay. Uh, best known for his role as a neurosurgeon, Derek McDreamy Shepherd in Grey's Anatomy.
3: But he was an actor. Yes. So he... all three of these are showbizers today. Yes. All four, I mean. Okay, two famous tests to bring up. James Joyce. He died in 1941 on this date. He was born in 1882. Um, This is a very dated picture.
4: Wasn't he a writer, I want to say?
3: Um, Novelist? I can't help
4: it. Let's see here. James Augustine Aloysius Joyce was an Irish novelist, short story writer, poet, and literary critic. He contributed to the modernist avant-garde movement and is regarded as one of the most influential and important writers of the 20th century. Some of his works include Ulysses, Dubliners, Finnegan's Wake, and A Portrait of the Artist as a Young Man, written in 1916 some of his short stories The Dead, Evelyn and
3: The Sisters Okay, Uh, Wyatt Earp uh, born in 1848 died on this date in 1929 Wyatt Earp there was a song, wasn't there?
4: Uh, If you say so I have not heard of the song (laughs) Wyatt Barry Stapp Earp What's up with everyone having like four or five names today? You Um, notice that? Yes. was an Old West lawman and gambler in the American West, including Dodge City, Deadwood, and Tombstone. Earp took part in the famous gunfight at the O.K. Corral, during which lawmen killed three outlaw, outlaw Cochise County cowboys. Wyatt Earp. The great big handlebar mustache.
3: In this picture, he doesn't have it. He has um, just a simple mustache, but um, that's all right. Yeah, wasn't okay. that
4: a, wasn't that an HBO series or something? One of the Deadwood, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um,
3: like um. This doesn't apply to everybody by any means, but I I got a report today. The best cities to walk your dog. (laughs) And they go on walking your dog can give both of you a new leash on life, at least until the sidewalks end or where the cars pose a hazard. So which cities offer the most ideal environment for roving with spot? So... I did not print the entire report. It was lengthy. It's from a company or an outfit that I have only recently learned about. So I don't know their system real well. But the number one city, they say, is Portland, Oregon. San Francisco, two. Oakland, California, three. Las Vegas, four. Boise, Idaho, 5, Los Angeles, 6, New York, New York, 7. i be surprised at that. And Washington, D.C., 8, and then it goes on. Okay.
4: You know, talking about dog walking, frequently I see descriptions of dogs at the shelter or the friends of the shelter dogs, and they describe them as they walk very well on a leash. Mm-hmm. And as you were mentioning, some of the benefits to the dog and also the dog walker. So there's a plug to think about adopting from
3: the shelter. Um, uh, <coughs> some of this stuff I wouldn't have even thought about. Most dog-friendly trails. Portland, Oregon, as we said. Phoenix 2, Colorado Springs 3, Albuquerque, and then Boise fewest dog friendly trails coming in last is sunnyvale california springfield massachusetts garden grove california ontario california and brownsville texas most dog walkers per 100,000 residents <sighs> some of these studies <laughs> anyway uh, orlando has the most fewest St. Paul, Minnesota. What about the cost of a dog walker? The highest place? St. Louis. No, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. No, I'm absolutely wrong. The lowest cost for a dog walker is St. Louis, the highest is Washington, D.C.
4: Now, with that. That begs the question for me, how did they calculate that? Oh, man. With? I'll, g- I'll give you the website. You figure it out. With the cost of a leash, the cost of walking shoes no, for the, the walker, the food?
3: I'm thinking of the hourly rate. Oh, okay. Going that way? Yeah, that's all. Dog walkers, no, you, okay. You, you,
4: you Professional dog walkers. Cost of shoes. Yeah. Oh. Um, would that be interesting if they factored in those items? <laughs> well, it would just make it. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if it was in a study somewhere. Okay.
3: Well, anyway, I'm. I've had enough of this one. Let's put this sale in here. Uh, But now, like this new company that I found. Okay, so here they go. Here's a list of some of their recent studies. Um, Let's see. We've had this. Most festive cities. Best states at managing waste. Most generous cities. States that waste the most food. Uh, best Cities for Fast Food Lovers.
4: Do they give you a city there for that one?
3: I don't. I'm just, just listing the these reports. Okay. Um, I I haven't seen this report, but now that I have found this company, eventually I'll get some of these. Um, best States to Live Off the Grid. Best Cities for Aspiring Chefs. See? Some of these kind of far out there. Yeah, some of them are
4: sound worthy of interest. Uh,
3: well, you get the idea.
4: Okay. Oh yeah, you got a you got a few more there. I'm no. kind of interested
3: in what they are. No, I'll, okay. I'll, I don't. Did I put, grab the wrong stamp? first city that comes to my mind for
4: chefs is uh, New York City.
3: I'm still kind of troubled about uh, this unexpected trip to Columbus. Oh, okay. Um, It's thrown me a little bit off guard. I'm trying to think how to rearrange my my, uh, tasks today. Yep. Okay.
4: One thing at a time. Yeah.
3: Okay, New York Times. Today's report. Uh, It starts out, there are early signs that Omicron has begun to peak. Wouldn't we like to hear that? A familiar pattern is the uh, subtitle. A number of new COVID-19 cases in New York City rose by more than 20-fold in December. In the past few days, it has flattened. Um, in New Jersey and Maryland, the number of cases has fallen a bit. Uh, But they now show graphs here for New York City, Boston, Chicago, Los Angeles, and so on. In Boston, the amount of COVID virus detected in wastewater, which has been a leading indicator of case trends in the past, has plunged by about 40% this week. I'm sorry, about 40% since its peak just after January 1st. Uh, This is a quote. We really try not to ever make any predictions about this virus because it always throws us for a loop. This is Dr. Shira Doran, an epidemiologist at Tufts Medical Center. He goes on. Or she, uh, Shira, I'll bet it's a woman. She goes on, but at least the wastewater is suggesting a steep decline. And so we hope that means cases will decline steeply as well. And then hospitalization and deaths will follow. As the doctor suggested, it's too early to be confident that the Omicron wave has peaked even in areas with encouraging data which tend to be places where Omicron first arrived in the U.S. But there is good reason to consider that most likely is the case. (coughs) Excuse me. Looks like we may be cresting over that peak, New York's governor said last week, or this week. A huge surge in cases that lasts for about a month followed by a rapid decline would be consistent with the experience in some places where Omicron arrived earlier than in the U.S. Let me get my elbow here. (coughs) Okay. They go on. New daily cases have fallen by about 70% from the mid-December peak. The chart shows South Africa's recent trend looks like a skinny upside-down letter V. In Britain, where pandemic trends have frequently been a few weeks ahead of those in the U.S., cases peaked just after New Year's and have since fallen somewhat. This is a lengthy article, but if, if you go to the New York Times, website Um, they have a section called this morning and I always find it uh, helpful we have about five minutes left I don't know if I should do this next thing on the air or not but um, I trust you folks um Okay, so have you ever heard of the term ASCAP or BMI or CSAC? Okay, these are companies that license music, right? ASCAP, let me think here, American Society of the composers, arrangers, and performers. BMI stands for Broadcast Music Industry or something like that. CSAC, the oldest, also the weakest, really covers more of the really older music and a lot of um, spiritual music and that sort of thing. Um, A couple years ago, another outfit started to make waves, a brand new one. And so their initials are GMR, Global Music Rights. And as you can imagine, when ASCAP and BMI are as strong as they are, it would take some years to really start to make waves. But they have done fairly well in doing that. And there are some very modern artists who have linked up with them. Okay. Okay. So here we are, a radio station in Athens, Ohio. So we have to pay ASCAP and BMI fees in order to play our music. Because really every artist that's performing is associated with one of these outfits, right? And most, I would say, uh, the majority are with BMI, even though ASCAP is a bigger organization and serves more than just broadcast stations. Okay, so... Scott, uh, you've been... Us how many years now 10 okay happy birthday thank you or happy anniversary i should say either or yeah um you know you you do a number of different things with us and you're very important but you know do you have any idea what we pay to play the music
4: um i do not but i know it's not cheap
3: okay Um. So, ASCAP. We pay a monthly fee to all of these. We pay monthly fees to. But the total and it's per station. So, like W A T H is get one fee has one fee. WXTQ has a different fee. And this is true with ASCAP, BMI, CSAC, and now this new outfit, GMR. So in this year of 2022, uh, take a wild guess. How much do you think we pay for music rights? Oh,
4: I... I have no idea. I'll say fifty thousand.
3: Okay. Well, you're way off. You're way high. But it's still uh, that that didn't help my uh, story much. Um, Eighteen thousand seven hundred dollars.
4: Yeah, like I said, about twenty thousand. <laughs> I thought you said fifty. I did. Okay. I'm just retracting the fifty. And, ne- and in next it year
3: it'll be more. In <laughs> next year it'll be more than that. Oh yeah. But think of that. Just to play music, to entertain you, and put a smile on your face. Almost nineteen thousand dollars. Folks, we're out of time, and. Um, have a great day out there, won't you? I got to refigure out my day now, given that I have to go to Columbus. I forgot all, all about that. Okay, be careful.
2: In our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970
0: and 97.1 FM. WATH.
2: CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com.
0: I'm Deborah Rodriguez. Hospitals across the country are struggling to keep up with a crush of new COVID cases. The president will announce this hour he's sending in more help. Correspondent Chris Van Cleve is in Washington. President Biden is now deploying military medical teams to support health care workers in overwhelmed emergency rooms in six states New York, New Jersey, Ohio, Rhode Island, Michigan, and New Mexico. Hospitalizations in the U.S. are up 33% in the last week. Deaths have increased 40% amid signs, case numbers are slowing down in some cities along the East Coast. The number of people who signed up for first-time unemployment benefits